Hey, what's up? It's Jared. So recently I released a video on the topic of my, I guess, 20 year or so anniversary from uh, not having a regular job. I've been self-employed. I've been an entrepreneur for a long time. And some of the questions I was getting about that is how to be productive, how to maintain a level of productivity when through all this time I have pivoted through different businesses. I have tried different things. How do I remain productive when nobody is really knocking down my door, like making sure that I get up every day, making sure that I, I get work done for my clients um, or even for my own projects, like how, how to be productive. And not only just that, because some of that is kind of a mental game that you have to play with yourself, but how do you manage all of the different things that are required to, to run a business, which means everything from the little mundane business tasks to actually getting the work done. And so over the years, I have developed systems and I've switched between different apps and figured out different ways to actually make sure that I'm making the best use of my time when I am working on projects so that I can get as much done as I can. And a lot of times people are often confused as to how I'm able to run a business that has uh, ongoing clients that I do work for, to run a couple of YouTube channels, to keep my social media going to some extent, to send out an email newsletter. There's lots of things that I have going. How do I manage to get them all done? Because they all sound so different and would require so many different things to pull off. Uh, and how is there enough time left in the day to even do those things? So it is hard, like being productive. Uh, it is hard. It's challenging because, you know, people need things from you. So you need to get things done for them. You also have the things that you want to get done, whether they're for your business or for yourself. Um, I definitely suffer from shiny object syndrome when it comes to like pretty much everything. So I could be totally productive. And then I, some notification pops up about a YouTube video from someone that I like to watch their videos. And now all of a sudden I'm thinking about that or something, an email leads to me going down another rabbit hole. So I'm, I'm really susceptible to those things. And so I have to make sure that I have things in place so that it's really easy for me to see what I'm working on or what I need to be working on and, and, and that I can glance at that and not go down those rabbit holes uh, as quickly as I typically would. So my first tip on being more productive as an entrepreneur is that you need to log and track everything. And I utilize Notion for this. I've talked about it in some previous videos, and I kind of end up mentioning Notion in almost every video because I've integrated Notion as such a huge part of my life. I use Notion for tracking my projects with my clients and also for my own personal projects. So if I have a new project for a client, like doing an SEO audit on a website or building out a new website, or putting together a Google Ads campaign or something like that, uh, then I create a project for it and I create everything that I need to do in order to pull off that project, including tasks. And then I put those tasks over in Todoist, which I'll talk about uh, here in a second. Any asset that I need, links, resources, uh, links to emails and stuff, I just I get all of that into Notion so that I have it all as part of that project. I also have a key client CRM. And so I don't have a CRM for everything. So I'm not like tracking incoming phone calls and all that stuff and being super meticulous because my CRM process is not necessarily about the sales process of trying to nurture a cold lead or whatever to uh, somebody who's actually a, a now a client. 
Um, but it is very much making sure that I keep tabs on where I'm at with my clients and anything that I need to do for them or anything that I'm waiting on them for. And so I have a, a key client, what I call a key client CRM, because not every client's in there, but the clients that I do ongoing work for are in there and I can keep tabs on where I'm at, link those projects that I'm working on to them so it's easy for me to go to the client and look at the open projects or even past projects. And so all of that is a, a nice little process. If you're interested in how I manage that, definitely let me know down in the comment section and I'll do a video on how I manage my clients and projects for them within Notion. I also have my daily log, which I've talked about in a previous video. My daily log is where I go and check in with myself. I'll sometimes mention how I'm feeling as far as productivity goes. If I end up wasting some time watching a YouTube video, I log it because I want to be able to go and look and see Oh yeah, I wasted an hour yesterday. Bummer. I need to uh, remind. I need a way to be able to remind myself that I recently did go down a rabbit hole, and I need to regain a little bit of that time. So I log everything, including some things that I've completed, kind of a recap of my day and stuff like that, so that I can always go back and see how I was feeling the day before or on a specific day. Because a lot of times it does help me in the moment when I'm feeling distracted and I can't seem to focus on anything. I'll go and read something that I logged on a day that I had previously tagged as a day that I was distractible. And that just, I, I read that and I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to, I'm snapping out of it right now. And sometimes it's just as simple as reading a previous entry that I had put. This is definitely something you could do in a journal. And I'm going down the road here of talking too much about my daily log, but that is how I use it in and around productivity uh, and how I use my daily log. So if you want more on my daily log, go check out that video um, because my daily log has been huge. I also use Notion as a web clipper. So any website or URL or thing that I want to remember, I use the Notion web clipper, which runs as a little thing in your taskbar of your browser. And I can easily add something that I want to remember later in Notion just in my web clipper. And then occasionally I'll go into the web clipper and look at what I had saved in there and then either move it to where it belongs or tag it or something like that so that I could better find it later. The web clipper is a great way also of like if there is something like a, a video or a website, an article that you want to read later, instead of going down that rabbit hole right now, save it to the web clipper, close the tab and forget about it so that it's not a distraction and then give yourself some time later to revisit those things so that your web clipper just doesn't become like this huge dumpster of stuff that uh, that was potentially distracting to you. Um, and then of course I use Notion for my video production, everything that I'm doing with videos. I'm looking at Notion right now with my outline that I've written for the video. I, I put everything in there from where the status of the video is, whether it's a new idea all the way to it being published. And then I even take the YouTube URL for that video and put it in there. I put the thumbnail images. I put everything in that particular video project uh, page within Notion so that I can see all of my projects, all of my video projects, uh, where they're at on this roadmap of needing to complete them. Because a lot of videos I will film and then I have to go and get like B-roll supporting footage for it. And so uh, a video that has B-roll that's needed, I need to know where that's at. And I also need to know what B-roll I need. And Notion just really helps me with that process. And so I manage 
pretty much everything within Notion, and it has really helped me keep a handle on all of that. Instead of having a little bit of something somewhere and a little bit of something somewhere else, which just got really confusing, I can have it all in Notion. It's one app to kind of do all the things, except for, number two, managing uh, my tasks, which I use Todoist. I just recently did a video on how I use Todoist, so I won't go too crazy, but I add everything to my Todoist inbox from emails that I need to follow up on, text messages, phone calls, um, just little things that I need to remember all go into the inbox and then I can organize them as needed. And Todoist is super easy to actually just organize everything uh, into areas or projects anyways. And as I'm typing it in, it's very easy for me to add it to an area of my life, whether it be home or work or a project such as one of my YouTube channels or, um, or one of my businesses and adding it there, giving it a, a, a due date and all that stuff, super easy, creating sections so that I can keep all of that organized. Like, is it a, like for my business type of task or is it for a client or is it, it's just really easy for me to kind of separate everything and get a, an easy look at all the different tasks that I have so that I can decide I'm going to work on my business today, even though I've got clients that have some stuff. I'll work on those later, but today I just want to work on things that I need to get done for my business. Boom, it's easy for me to see them because I have them right there in a nice little section. I can also create sub-projects and also sub-tasks underneath master tasks as well. So if I have like a task such as film a video, you know, with a specific title, there are a lot of tasks that I'm going to have underneath that. And so I have like a task template that I've created. It's very easy for me just to drag that in give it a, uh, the title of whatever video it is. I know that I'm going to need to film the video and edit the video and shoot B-roll for the video and uh, export it out of Final Cut Pro X and uh, upload it to YouTube. And so there's a whole list of tasks that I know I'm going to need to complete just to get a video live. So I've created a template. I could boom, easily add it there. And then I have my templates or my tasks there ready to go. And I can uh, just kind of top those off. Um, Todoist is also gamified. So I like to keep my task streak going of completion. So I want to complete tasks to keep that streak going. So every day I'm looking at it and there's that little thing up in the top corner that says like, I've only uh, completed like three tasks out of seven. So I know I need to knock off some additional tasks and get some work done. It kind of helps me be productive and uh, productivity is good. Number three is manage your email well. Nothing can be more frustrating than having tons of emails that you've let go, uh, an email uh, inbox that is a mess, and you can easily look at email and feel overwhelmed and then kind of fall back and just you know throw up your hands essentially and like, I don't know where to start, I don't know what to do, and then you end up going down a rabbit hole or not dealing with it, and then later on, everything just kind of becomes a mess. I've totally been there, and I've been using Spark email. Uh, it's a great application that is cross-platform with the exception of Windows. They don't have a Windows app yet, but they're working on it. You can go to their website and sign up to be notified when that comes out. But Spark is great because I can log into it once and, and then through and set it up. And then through all of my devices, I just have one login and everything stays up to date. If I add a signature, it, up, it updates on all my devices. There's um, email templates. So 
common responses that I have to people or, uh, you know, to different types of emails that I receive, a templated response, very easy to apply those. It's super easy to use it. The smart inbox is great because it, it separates my inbox from people that I typically communicate with and it moves like newsletters and marketing emails and everything to their own like little inboxes in a similar way that Gmail does this, but it it tends to do a better job within Spark. And so it's very easy for me to go and look at emails that are most likely from clients and emails that I have to deal with. Whereas some of the other emails I could just catch up on later because they're in the newsletter section. And I know that those most likely are not that important. Um, I can also snooze emails. And so I can make an email go away and then it'll come back later, which is great. And then I can also send emails later. So Typically, what I will do is reply to a bunch of emails and then schedule them all to be sent out at a specific time because I I like to sometimes be quick to reply to emails, but I also know that some emails don't need to be replied to right away. And so rather than just getting in this practice of like replying to emails all the time, I have a lot of my emails batch and go out at a specific time so that that way it's not like I'm just replying to emails immediately and it seems like all I'm doing is just sitting behind my email and replying immediately all the time. Um, And then of course, connecting the Spark email app to Todoist, which I talked a lot about in my how I use Todoist, but I can send an email that I know I need to follow up on to Todoist just with a simple click. And then it's going to show up in Todoist as a task that I need to complete. I can click on that task. It opens the email back up. I could respond to it and then toggle it, uh, the checkbox off as a completed task within Todoist, which is absolutely great. So number four is to cloud everything. Now, there are a lot of people that still have opinions of using cloud services for storage and all that stuff, but I pretty much run everything through cloud apps because I want everything to be available to me wherever I am. I'm not always behind my computer. Sometimes I am you know, picking my kids up from school or out to lunch with my wife or a friend or something like that, and I may need access to something in the moment from one of my devices, or maybe I'm even at a meeting with a client and I need to be able to access something. I don't want to have to remote into a computer or something and worry about whether that computer is on uh, and then the internet connection probably isn't that fast. I just utilize cloud services. So I use Google Drive for file storage. I have a uh, Google or a G Suite for Business Unlimited account, and I have terabytes of data stored there. All the video files, all these videos that I shoot, um, everything is uploaded there so I can access anything at any time that I need it, especially client files and stuff like that that I might need access to, like uh, graphics, Photoshop files, stuff that would easily fill up my hard drive on my computer many times over to just have it with me is in the cloud, which makes it really easy. And I know that's more of a common thing these days, but still a lot of people have issues with using cloud services. The prices have come down so much on these and they're so much more accessible. Why not just store it all in the cloud and not worry about it? And it's even safer in the cloud than it is on your local hard drive, even on an external hard drive. Even if you have a local backup, it's still safer and more secure because it's in the cloud across many servers and data centers that are well protected and taken care of. Whereas our own hardware and stuff is susceptible to a one situation that could 
ruin it all. Theft, fire, whatever, any of those things could happen. I also use FreshBooks for my accounting. I switched many years ago. Gosh, it's been uh, 15, maybe 15 years now that I've been using FreshBooks. And having my accounting in the cloud is great. I don't want to have to print out invoices and mail them. I don't want to have to manually do any of that. I want to automate everything that I can. And I want the payment process from my clients to be as automated as possible as well. So the majority of them do pay their bills online and take care of all of that themselves. So it's less work that I have to do. I can focus on getting the work done for them rather than all the back office stuff that I don't want to have to mess with. Number five is to keep learning. I mean, you're watching this video, so you're already doing number five, which is great. And you've probably watched other videos that other people have done talking about productivity. But number five, uh, keep learning is super important. And I have ways that I have continued to learn. Uh, the number one is that I used Blinkist. Blinkist is like a way to get the gist of a book kind of like cliff notes, you get the gist of a book, like the main, they call them blinks, which are like the highlight points of a book uh, in a short period of time. It doesn't give you all of the aspects of the book, like it's still something you might want to go and read the whole book. But if you want a quick way to get the main ideas from a book and decide whether or not it's something that you do want to invest your time in and reading, or maybe you just want uh, a key, like an inspirational idea or something, Blinkist does a great job of distilling those down into something you can listen to really quickly while you're waiting for a meeting to start, while you're in the car getting from point A to point B, or while you're on the toilet in the morning or something like that. Um, I utilize Blinkist for those purposes. I also utilize Audible because most of the time I don't have uh, time to actually sit and read a physical book this or even one. from my Kindle, even though uh, my Kindle reader is an item that I'll talk Big about in a second. Most of the time I am tactics. working on a project that is not as involved that I can't listen to an audiobook. I'm uh, traveling, whether I'm driving or in a lift or something like that, or I'm on an airplane or, or whatever. All these different things, it's a little hard for me to focus by by staring at something, especially if I'm like driving, I can't do that. Um, and in moving objects, I tend to like to be able to move my gaze around a little bit. I don't get car sick or whatever, but I just like I can't just stare at something forever while I'm moving. I just start to ugh, feel a little off. So Audible works out really great for me. I've consumed hundreds of books through Audible. And Audible has just been absolutely great. I subscribe to Audible every month. I get two credits that ends up being cheaper than the cost of buying two audiobooks. And so I get two audiobooks every month. I tend to consume at least two audiobooks every month. And so that has just worked out really well for me. Uh, consuming the audio is not as good maybe as sitting there and reading a book and really being able to like go back and read uh, spot over again and highlight things, but it gives me the gist of the book and I digest, I'd say a good 70% of the book. And then I can actually take notes using another app really quickly, verbally uh, text them into my phone. And so there are a lot of ways that I utilize Audible to uh, just be able to consume more information um, in, a, in a faster way in the available time that I have. I also listen to a lot of different podcasts. Um, I'll make a list of my podcasts that are my favorites down in the description. So definitely check that out. But a lot of podcasts are just getting so good 
these days, like the interviews and just people sharing the information that they have uh, come to figure out or understand is just, it's great. I've learned so much from podcasts and podcasts are just getting so good. It's something that you can't avoid. Like you absolutely need to find a couple of good podcasts and just listen to them. They enrich my life so much. Uh, the next thing is my Kindle reader. I did talk about, I do read some Kindle books from time to time, even though I audible most of my books. When I do have a chance to read, it's not likely that I'm sitting with my bookcase behind me. I don't have the time to like bring a book. I forgot. I didn't know I was going to end up with that spare time. And so if I have my little Kindle reader on me that has like over 30 days worth of battery life on it. So I never have to remember to charge the thing. It's always there. I can pop it open, read a couple of pages. It's easier on the eyes than staring at an iPhone. It's less distracting than reading a book on an iPhone or an iPad because your other notifications, your your other apps aren't there. And so I'll just pop open the Kindle reader and check that out. I've got a link in the description to the Kindle reader that I use. Um, and then of course, uh, online courses, through like Skillshare or Udemy. I've taken a lot of online courses to help me better understand certain concepts like financial accounting and different types of investing. Uh, there's certain like programming languages that I've wanted to know a little bit about. Uh, I know that I'm not going to be able to dive fully into them, but I want to be able to like get around uh, that type of programming language. And so I'll take a course on that. And so Skillshare and Udemy have been great for that. I've got a link down below for Skillshare. If you sign up using my link, you'll get a couple months free. And also with Udemy, if you use my link, you'll get a discount depending on the course on your first purchase. And so uh, you, using those links also supports the channel here. So I appreciate it if you do click on those and decide to sign up. There are so many good online courses. There are a lot of bad ones too, but I've learned a lot through my Skillshare subscription that I've had for a few years now. And I've probably bought... I don't know, I'd say 40 at least Udemy courses that I've taken that have filled in gaps in understanding in different things like programming languages or account different aspects of business that I need to know a little bit about that uh, I, I, you know, I don't want to read a full book. I don't have that kind of time. Me, I'm more of a visual learner. And so learning through these video platforms typically is really good for me as well. So some closing pro tips here, I guess, if I would consider myself a pro, I don't think I'm a productivity professional. I just think that I have figured out what has worked well for me. And at this point in my life, I am, I am good enough at that, at understanding my shortcomings and where I fall short and what tools I need in place to help me maintain a level of productivity. Uh, but most of my mistakes do come from a lack of planning when I don't put something in notion, when I don't have the tasks in Todoist, when I fail to check email and then uh, utilize that by adding it as a task in Todoist or something like that. When my framework that I've set up for myself isn't being utilized, that's where I fall short. So it's usually a lack of planning is where I fail. So as long as I have everything structured and organized, I know where I'm at. I have an easy way to go and see where things are and what needs to be done so that I can achieve it. Most of my failures do also come to a lack of tracking, as I just said. 
if I'm not tracking things in my daily log, if I'm not adding tasks, if I'm not keeping my projects updated, I don't remember where I'm at because I am jumping around between a lot of different projects. And not even just between a lot of different projects, but a lot of different types of projects from working on someone's website to filming a video to having to deal with some like accounting stuff with my business to personal stuff as well. There's a lot of different like areas that I have to pay attention to. And if I'm not tracking those things and paying attention to where I'm at, then I end up getting lost and falling short and I have a loss of productivity because of it. And then the last one is communication is key. Now I have a video where I talked about the five uh, most difficult lessons from my 30s and I talked about communication a lot in that one. Communication is key. It doesn't matter how productive you are. If you're not communicating with the people that you're working with, with your clients, with your family, with your friends, with everybody that you have in your life, then you're going to have breakdowns in productivity because you're going to either end up working too hard on something you didn't have to because you didn't communicate properly. You're going to have to end up doing extra work or something like that or you're going to miss opportunities because you didn't have the communication. That has happened with me in the past. I had lapses in my communication. I finally caught up on that communication and found out that the client already went on and had that work done by somebody else. A real bummer, lost revenue for me, lost opportunity, and it was due to a breakdown in my ability to communicate. So we, we like to think that communication is a two-way road, and it definitely helps when it is. But as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, as a freelancer, we need to be the leader of the communication. We need to lead by example and be the one that initiates the communication because waiting for the other person to do that means you're probably going to miss an opportunity or end up frustrating someone. So be the leader of the communication so that that doesn't happen. So that's going to do it uh, here. I've got a list of all the tools that I talked about down below and links to them. So if you want to check them out, you can definitely do that. I hope that these uh, this like productivity talk, these topics helped you kind of better understand a way that you can put together a framework that works for you. We're all unique and we all work in a different way. I've definitely helped people put productivity frameworks together for themselves, but it's not something that you can just set up. You have to set it up and manipulate it and figure out how it's going to work for you. It is an ongoing process. So I definitely recommend choosing some tools and really understanding how they work so that you can best implement them into your life. If you have any questions for me, please ask them down in the comment section below. I'll do my best to answer them. But until then, subscribe to the channel on YouTube my YouTube channel where I'm keeping all of my videos up to date. If some of these videos are too long to watch, you can also subscribe to the podcast version and listen to the audio. There are also other uh, podcasts on their episodes that are audio that you can check out as well. So make sure to look for that link down in the description, but we'll see you next time. Take care, be productive and have a great day. Take care.